You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. A commanding win for the Boston Celtics in Game 5, 111 to 89 over the Toronto Raptors. I'm Sierra Goodwill here with Jimmy Toscano, Joe Sway-Pavone, and Bobby Manning. From the jump, this was Boston's game. Played with so much purpose, so much energy, and one guy who brought that start to finish was Jalen Brown, which included that monstrous highlight reel dunk. Mm -hmm. How impressed were you with his leadership this game? Let's start with that one because that shut the game (laughs) down. Three things. It capped a big run. It ended OG Ananobi's night, and he's been someone who's hurt the Celtics in the series. Maybe it's career. For the rest of this, yeah. We'll see the lasting effects of that play. But it was, a, it was an epitome of the game. Tice blocks a guy on one end. Brown finishes in commanding fashion, and Smart set it up. Those are three guys that struggled immensely in game four. Bounced back here, and Brown led it all with the early three-pointer, scoring throughout this game, his work on Siakam as he's done throughout the series. And this all happened in the first half. They did everything they needed to by halftime to where you didn't even have to watch the third and fourth. If, you, if you're just catching this to rewatch the game and get some notes, don't even watch the second half because it was a joke after that point. And this was a shameful effort by Toronto, by the way. Yeah, that dunk certainly uh, got things going for the Celtics, but they had things going even before that. And Jalen Brown, I feel like he was taking his time a bit in that first half, or at least he was being aggressive. I shouldn't say taking his time. He was certainly being aggressive. But we saw he didn't get discouraged when his shots weren't falling. And that was the case in the very beginning. Uh, you got to give Celtics credit again for what they're doing defensively in transition. I think that really got things going, opened the floor a bit. Huge second quarter. Uh, I love Brad Stevens' uh, decision to go with the, his best three players to start that second quarter. Jalen Brown was in there as well. Uh, Kemba Walker, Tatum, they never took uh, their foot off the gas pedal. And the Toronto Raptors did what they've been doing all series. They outscored the Celtics in the third quarter. But fortunately, for, because of what happened in that second quarter and because they were able to set the tone the way they did, it didn't really matter. Yeah, credit to Jalen Brown, credit to the Celtics. I was I was very interested to see how this Celtics team was going to come out in this game because of how poorly they played in game five, uh, excuse me, in game four. So to see Jalen Brown come out, hit that first shot, it was kind of like a little exhale there, you know, and then to see, um, I thought Kimba Walker had a great game start to finish sort of commanding the, the, the play out there and Marcus Smart, and we haven't mentioned him yet, Daniel Tice. I mean, that center position has been so huge for the Celtics. When, when Tice is on his game, I feel like the Celtics just take it to that to that other level because you could say that that's probably their weak spot if if things are, if matchups aren't aren't going their direction. But when Tice is on, I mean, you saw you saw the type of game that that he can give you and the production that he can get you can get from him, not on offensive but on the defensive end. I thought him and Marcus Smart uh, defensively were just as important as Jalen Brown and Kemba Walker were offensively. 
Yeah, and from the start, I thought this also really showed a lot of mental toughness from the Celtics because yeah. all the momentum in this series was swaying in Toronto's favor. Although, since game one, Celtics definitely didn't put together their best game, and it was way closer to that tonight, even though Jason Tatum wasn't super efficient. Very, it's just solid, but definitely not a notable night by any means for arguably the best player right. on the team. And to still be able to command uh, such a, a lead uh, throughout this entire game was impressive. How pleased were you with the hot start? But how concerned are you still with their third quarter struggles? They had wiggle room this game, but in game six, do you think that they're going to need to string together uh, a full all four quarters to be able to pull this thing off and, and avoid the seven game. Seven. Yeah, the, the the third quarter was a problem here, but the gap was so large at that point that, as you said, it didn't matter all that much. I was concerned about the second quarter when they had a 14-point lead. I felt like they didn't build enough of a lead to withstand a punch back by Toronto. So they rotating to their bench, as Joe Sway said. They left some key guys in there, which was important. But I see Grant at center. I see – want to make her out there and all of a sudden I'm questioning is that Abaka pop out and three-pointer gonna hit them they gave them an open one early and he missed it hit a few later so those rotations are still a questions for me Rob Williams doesn't appear a ton in this game it looks like Grant Williams has the favor over him which worries me because that's where the rebounding continues to be an issue so the Celtics answered a ton of questions in this one out of game four with shot making especially in that second quarter Tatum, Wanamaker, drilling shots. But the interior, the big man questions we have, that's still something that I think will ultimately be settled in game six and tell the tale of the series. Yes, yeah, Sierra, I think the third quarter is going to be really important for the Celtics in this game. And here's why. The Toronto Raptors scored 11 points in the first quarter. 11 points in the first quarter. <laughs> all of them went to OG. I mean, OG pretty much scored all their points in that first quarter. Historic low for the Raptors. They're not going to do that again. This is when the third quarter is going to be really important for the Celtics because I expect the Raptors to maybe not jump out to the kind of start that we saw from the Celtics, but maybe something similar. Maybe they jump out to a seven-point lead heading into the second or something to that nature. And the third quarter is going to be really important for the Celtics. And I think that's when you should turn to Jason Tatum, or I should say the Brad Stevens should turn to Jason Tatum. I think Jason Tatum is going to have himself a really big night, but I would like the Celtics to, to see them sort of set him up. You know, we've seen Jason Tatum sort of by design start to have these big nights like we saw in game one. I think this time it would be uh, beneficial for him to get set up a bit. You know, I still like his chances in these matchups, whether it's Siakam or OG in front of him. So why not play it more often than we've seen, or at least that we saw in game five. So expect for Tatum to have a big night and to get a lot more attempts in game six, for sure. This is where I want to see if the Celtics have that killer mentality, right? Because it's going to be the second half of a, of a game where the Raptors are on the brink of, a, of extinction. I'll say that, the brink of extinction. There you go. And I want to make sure that – that thank you. And I, and I want to see if the Celtics have that killer instinct, killer mentality, because they didn't in game, uh, in game three. We saw what happened there. Um, so I want, to, I want to see how the Celtics come out. Uh, the third quarter in game four uh, – in game – geez, I'm losing track of my games. In game five – It's like every means day, man. means absolutely nothing because they were up by so many points already. It's impossible in the NBA to keep to keep a lead, um, you know, of that of that um, amount. You know, it's just a matter of time before the other team's going to come come up with a few points. But um, you know, you you were nervous though, right? And Celtics fans have, who have watched this team all season are nervous for a reason because it's been. I so got many nervous examples. when it went to nineteen. <laughs> you did, you did, you you did tweet that with seven minutes left in the fourth, you were nervous. Which honestly, though, if you've seen this team play, 
they've lacked that killer mentality where they can stretch a 20-point lead to a 30-point lead. Instead, it goes from 20 to 10. So I'm going to be interested to see if they can do it. Well, yeah, and to piggyback on that real quick, sorry, Sarah, not to cut you off, but Toronto Raptors, this is kind of what they do, right? This is their identity. They erase big deficits really quickly. Mm-hmm. They're uh, best in the NBA doing that. The Garn Report is brought to you by Car Shield. Car Shield, America's number one auto protection company for as low as $99 a month. You can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands for a covered repair. Call 800-CAR-6000 and mention code BEAT or visit carshield.com and use code BEAT to save 10%. That's carshield.com. The Boston Celtics looked good against the Toronto Raptors in Game 5, winning big. So is this the end for the defending champs? I'm Sierra Goodwill here with Joe Sleepone, Jimmy Toscano, and Bobby Manning. If the Celtics string together another game, like Game 1 or Game 5, I don't see the Raptors coming anywhere near pushing this to a game seven, but we know that there's been games in this series where the Celtics have really struggled to put together a really decent uh, starting group and full game. So do you, what do the Raptors need to do to save themselves in this series and push it to a decisive game seven? Well, the Raptors lost the big man game again for the third time in the series in pretty commanding fashion tonight. Marcus Saul has disappeared from this team, and it's embarrassing. Everything about tonight, for if you're a Toronto person, like I've, I guess I've become in this series. It was embarrassing. <laughs> I didn't even want to go on the post game show. So they need to get away from Saul. They did it more tonight, but <laughs> technical <laughs> he, difficulties. He can't play. Yep, that all happened. So I'd like to see them go small. Put Pascal Siakam at center. Matt Thomas had a good game tonight. They have some other shooters off the bench they could go with and speed this up even more. Gasol should play zero minutes in the next game. That's how bad he is. He's not going to, but that's the kind of measures that Raptors have to take at this point because they made it so hard on themselves with how awful they played here. Yeah, it's time to shake things up. Time to go where you've never gone before or something to that effect, right? <laughs> I mean, like, this is a team that had, what, 100 points off the bench heading into this series? So let's see more guys come off the bench here. Rondé Hollis, Jefferson, that's the one guy I can think of that could probably put together them. a 16-point game out of nowhere. It could happen. I, I'm not saying it's, it's impossible for the Raptors, but uh, that's one way, you know, Nick Nurse could go. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see that. Um, Gasol's probably going to start in this, Bobby. I don't know. Maybe you see a shakeup, but either way, I don't see him playing more than seven, eight minutes. He or meaningful zero minutes. points tonight. Zero. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, uh, that's, Nick, that's Nick Nurse's uh, last, last card. That's the last one he could play here, I think. And I think from there, you just uh, you play off of what Brad Stevens has been doing defensively and see if you can crack it. You know, these two coaches have been going back and forth. It's been one hell of a chess match. And right now, you know, uh, Nick Nurse, is, this is the first time one of them is up against the ropes. Well, it's, it's, it's baffling to me why Ibaka is not starting over Gasol at this point because it's been clearly – I mean, he was a bit of a no-show in, in game five, Ibaka, but uh, he's been one of their most consistent players in, in this series. So uh, I'm kind of surprised to see that. But for the Raptors, it's, to me, it's pretty simple. They, their best players have been in foul trouble for pretty much all of this series, whether it's Yakum, Van Vliet. I mean, they, they've, they've been forced to go to the bench. They've been forced to play, um, you know, half – probably intensity that they that they need to be able to be you know effective on on both ends of the basketball court so Siakam's been a huge disappointment you got to get him going if you're the Raptors get him in some sort of zone get him in get him in the regular season Siakam mode because all Raptors fans keep telling me is this guy's capable of 25 30 points 
I haven't seen anything out of out of him through five games. So I think if you're the Raptors, you need to get somebody going early. Put the Celtics on the defense. If if you let the Celtics get out to an early lead again, it's going to be over. Well, I've said from the jump that this is going to be a six-game series that the Celtics come out on top. So I'm not changing my tune here. You guys, I'm going to go around the horn. Is this the Celtics series on Wednesday night, or is it going to go seven games? John asked me what the Raptors could do to flip this around, and it's tough to answer, but I just have an innate feeling that this Follows team that people doubt it all. Yeah, all right, if that's, if that's your guy, sure. But I just believe in this team. The 57 wins, the turning around of this series already, they've done this this year. They, when people are lowest on them, they turn it around, and I think they'll do it at least one more time in this series. No, I think this one is done. I think Jason Tatum has a monster night, maybe another 30-point night, something to that effect. He's the best player in this series. And right now, I'm not going to say he hasn't looked great. He's been all right, especially after – watching him in game five, but uh, I think he's going to remind everyone he's the best player in the series, for sure. How the Celtics played in game one and game four gives me reason to believe that they have the edge over the Raptors. I haven't seen a great Raptors game yet through five games, and I'm not sure. But that you, you can't say that was a great game because we say that was the Celtics' worst game by far, and still they had a chance to win that game as they went down the stretch. So to me, it goes, it goes down to it's the Celtics' best versus the Raptors' best. If you ever see those two best in the same game, I'm going to take the Celtics. And I think that they're ready to move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Celtics looked like the far superior team in Game 5. And the Raptors could be on the brink of elimination. I'm Sierra Goodwill here with Jimmy Toscano, Josue Pavone, and Bobby Manning. I know I'm going to start with Bobby here because he was all aboard the Toronto Raptor train before this series and has really stuck <laughs> to his guns. But how Who's disappointed have you been, in, specifically in Game 5, with the fallout that the Raptors have shown? Well, they ruined th two predictions already, and they were about to ruin a third, my Raptors in seven. But I thought there were going to be no more blowouts in the series. And look at what we get here, an embarrassing runaway game that was done in the second. Didn't even have to watch the third, as I said in our other video. And they couldn't even keep this close. Like, the, the rotations, everything was just so out of whack. I thought they were the adjustment team, no in-game adjustments. And so I'm just completely disappointed with them. I thought it was one of the more disgraceful playoff games I've been. I thought this was going to be a classic. That was my other prediction. This was far from it. And they already have me doubting them in this series. Wow. I, like, I don't know how you can't after that. It's going to be so hard for them to win this series. And I, I look at Kyle Lowry. Marcus All, I mentioned in the last video, but Kyle Lowry, he had the punch in game three and four. And this one, just sputtering along. Yeah, but see, that's what that's what you got to start giving props to Brad Stevens. That's 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 how you should have ended that sentence right there because Brad Stevens got to Kyle Lowry, and I think he figured out that that's what's been really uh, pushing the Raptors to squeeze out these wins. You know, in the last two games, and and what a what a defensive assignment for for Kemba and the Celtics because the guy doesn't stay still, but Brad figured it out, especially in transition. So, um, yeah, where the Raptors can go from here. It's just so tough because I just think they're just so overly matched. When those three guys, Kemba Walker, Tatum, and, and Brown are going the way they were going through three quarters, it's just too much for them to handle. But they were able to do it in games three and four. So let's see what Nick Nurse has up his sleeve. Let's see what Nick Nurse has up his sleeve. Mr. Coach of the Year. Unfortunately, unfortunately Mr. Coach of the Year is too busy talking to the referees. I feel like since game one, game one, game two, I mean, every time they show this guy – 
He's sitting there like this. We're sitting <laughs> from there the like opening this. minutes. <laughs> from the opening, he's sitting there like this. He's always pissed off at a ref or something. How about some accountability? I mean, this is the coach of the year. And, and listen, I'm not saying he hasn't deserved that honor, but I will say this. I think he's been so concerned and, and, and frustrated by some of the officiating that his players are kind of rubbing off on that a little bit. And like Nick Nurse, again, a technical tonight. Um, I, and there was an, I think there was another player on the Raptors who got a technical. It might have been Ibaka um, arguing, or it was either Ibaka or Lowry arguing with the refs about something. And it's just getting to the point where even the announcers are, are starting to say something. You know, Nick Nurse, you know, uh, you know, they go into some some something about Nick Nurse is still talking to the refs on the sidelines. So it's just become almost like a joke at this point to see this guy complain as much as he does. I haven't seen Brad – barely do I see Brad Stevens get upset over a foul that at least isn't deserving of one. I mean, I think he had one overturned earlier. Um, but to me, it's, it's Nick Nurse and I'll say it again, Siakam. This guy is an absolute no-show. If you're a Raptors fan, you have to be completely fed up with Siakam, who, in my opinion, Nick looks Nurse more ripped like them G- after the game. Did he? Because he looks like oh. G League Siakam again. Wow. I'm glad that he ripped him. It's good, good to hear him. that. He never does that. Yeah, he said, I'm not sure why he's been so out of rhythm. He hasn't had a lot of great games. Oh, that's like the, that's the worst you're gonna get. That's the most well, you're gonna get from Nick Nurse criticizing. <laughs> yeah. Facts, though. And if if Siakam is not a lot better in Game Six, then it this is over. But you it's can it. let us know in the comments whether or not you think the Raptors are going to push this thing to a Game Seven, or you think the Celtics are on to the Eastern Conference Finals. And for all the rest of our Celtics coverage, find it on our website at clnsmedia.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Celtics All Access.